Yummies. You know, as 2021 comes to a close and we envision our 2022, I figured I'd release this episode as many of us are looking into furthering our creative endeavors. And so if you missed last week's episode, which I hope you didn't because it was very near and dear to my heart and I highly recommend you listen to it as I spontaneously spoke on my creative experience in this current time and daring to fall and to allow myself the grace of failing. In fact, I believe it's called Dare to fall and allow yourself the grace of feeling and also why I have not released my poetry book yet. What really happened with that? I express all of that in last week's episode. After releasing that episode, this episode that took place in early 2020 before COVID even hit the States, I recalled this episode and I was thinking that this needs to go up for us and to help us set the creative tone for 2022, especially as the podcast evolves and we focus more on creativity to satisfy that aspect of our soul. So this is indeed to help other visionaries and their art flourish. I left the same intro in that I shared in 2020, which it's so interesting to listen to myself at that time, knowing that my energy was different and in a different place due to the fact that the entire world was in a different era and aura at that time. Love Rebecca as well, who was the special guest. And Rebecca Wrights is a prolific artistic queen in the digital space. And I, of course, hype her up more in the intro. She's just such an amazing soul. I love her. This episode is also sponsored by a new sponsor, Uncommon Goods. More on them in the midst of the episode and in the show notes. If you haven't already, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. There were actually two, the one that I just talked about and also a mini-sode of the full moon, but that has passed. But if you feel like listening to that anyway, why not? And it's a short, fun mini-sode. I'm pretty sure certain podcasting platforms will notify you if you are a subscriber. So feel free to subscribe if you feel called to so you don't miss an episode. Anyway, enjoy this magic again or for the first time if you're listening to this for the first time. And on with the show. And so, yeah, I would seek out what other people are doing to find inspo. And every single time I made a design, I was like, eh, like that's just not resonating because it's not, it wasn't mine. It's this kind of conglomeration of images I found on the internet. And it's funny to see what like this one simple shift has done um, for my creativity and just my mind and body and spirit. Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jaima. Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel. I hope you are having an amazing Leo moon season. I know I am. Also, <clears throat> this episode is dedicated to many of you. This is one of those episodes you realize you never knew you needed. And why is that? Because this is the episode 
for the creatives such as yourself, for those who may just create art as a hobby or want to get into the practice of creating more art or those who are experiencing a rut with their art, even those who are doing it for a living but feel like that they've lost their own creative vision in some way, their own creative voice, this episode is for all of you because for whatever reason, a lot of your questions that were sent in covered many different shades of the creative journey. And I am so happy to be talking creativity with one of my dear friends and also one of my favorite illustrators who has now made a name for herself, more so a vision that many people recognize now, which is a lot of goddess art infused with some metaphysics that is so my vibe. (laughs) And her name is Rebecca Wrights or Becca underscore Wrights on Instagram. And I must say that she is someone who is dedicated to her craft and has really explored and discovered and just flourished with her own creative vision by, you know, living life and then exploring her curiosity and trying out new things, feeling like she's failed at a lot of things to finally get to where she's at. So wherever you're at on your journey, whether you feel like you are a little lost or you need a little more creative spark or you just like to hear someone's journey and relate this episode is again one of those episodes you never realize you needed all right and now with all that being said i believe it is time to let the magic begin with rebecca Right. It's so funny because I've actually never like meditated every day consistently for a long period of time. And I like started in the new year and I'm like, okay, I feel like I didn't even set it as an intention, but it's just happened. And so now, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this year. And like if next year I like waver fine if middle of the year hits and it's not working out fine but it's been so nice wow I love it I love that you just like naturally organically allowed yourself to like meditate every single day has that helped your creations by any chance we're just gonna jump into the interview right here might as well yes (laughs) yeah it's like okay I love that our natural conversation is this. I mean, first of all, when I listen to podcasts and I get to hear the pre-interview, I absolutely just love that because I connect more with others and it inspired me to just do that, especially especially when I'm interviewing a friend like you. Love it. Yeah. So I think that this is like such an interesting place to start because a lot of people, I mean, not only new year, new them, new us, Mm -hmm. new everyone, but like new decade, 180 degree change for most everybody. So for you, Mm -hmm. meditation is one thing that you've implemented. How has that helped your creativity, if at all, which I'm sure it has? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, It's kind of what everybody expects, but I'm such a dreamer as is that it gives me a container to dream (laughs) or, you know, whatever, kind of let my mind 
wanderer and you know it's it's a culmination of things but it feels like meditation is one getting out the head trash and all of that stuff I do it at the beginning of the day so I don't have a ton quite yet but I can shake off anything from the day prior and just kind of let my head wander especially after kind of waking up from actual sleep I'm still kind of in a dreamlike state so it's cool because I feel like the first half of my meditation session is just kind of okay thinking about my day okay I gotta do this and then I kind of just zone and um you know when you let your mind wander for me I'm such a visual person that visual things start to kind of flood in whatever they might be and so yeah I, I there's no specific like thing that comes to mind, but it's just giving myself that space in the morning, really. I mean, it focuses my day and yeah, it gives me some, some space to inspire myself through myself. So um, yeah. Exactly. You've hit every single nail <laughs> on the coffin right there. I noticed that for myself personally with my creativity, if I don't meditate for a long period of time, mm-hmm. I, I too am a dreamer. So my dream state will just stay a dream and I won't really like yes. take anything into action. Mm-hmm. So for you, especially since this creativity is your mm-hmm. career, I mean, you are a designer for a living. It's so beautiful that you mm-hmm. have that beginning yeah. meditation space to see and that you have your own. It, it doesn't sound like yes. you feel the obligation to recite mantras or find a blank silent space within. <laughs> I haven't quite yet. Like, you know, maybe yeah. I try that one day or whatever. But I think for me, it's just such a great space to escape from the noise, especially as a creator, when we have Instagram and we have Pinterest and we have X, Y, and Z that are almost like influencing our creativity or, you know, you're like, oh, that artist, that's so cool. I want to make something like that when I love meditation or just sitting with yourself because then you know that whatever you're creating is truly drawn from within or another space that's not the internet or you know whatever like yes I see those things I'm gonna digest them and absorb them no matter what like I see them every day you can't avoid seeing things and absorbing them but also you know if I don't meditate or if I don't take that space then sometimes I can find myself sitting on Pinterest for inspiration or Instagram for inspiration and that's when I feel like my designs or whatever start to like fall a little flat because they're not truly mine so they don't feel unique and then I look back and I'm like I don't know so it's interesting to kind of see the difference of what a day meditating does versus a day just like hopping on my phone (laughs) I think that that is so beautiful because it's like that is the start of your day and so to emphasize how beautiful for everybody meditation in their own way you don't have to do it the way a monk in Tibet does it you can just do it your own way and basically the whole point of how you're doing it is to listen to your creativity Mm -hmm. within because like you said there is that external noise all over the place I think that that is beautiful that for you, that helps you keep in tune with your own creativity. It does. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I was kind of in a, you know, creative rut for a couple of months last fall 
And it was because I was so out of tune with myself. I wasn't meditating at all. I didn't really have a meditation practice last year. It was really just I I did it here and there kind of thing. And so, yeah, I would seek out what other people are doing to find inspo. And every single time I made a design, I was like, eh, like that's just not resonating because it's not, it wasn't mine. It's this kind of conglomeration of images I've found on the internet and I would never end up posting them. So then I'm not sharing, I'm not connecting. So it's funny to see what like this one simple shift has done um, for my creativity and just my mind and body and spirit. I'm just, yeah, it's such a cool tool. I love that. had no idea that in fall you were Mm -hmm. in a rut. So maybe we should indeed um, expand (laughs) upon that. But first, I feel like everybody, before we get into the questions and everything, I mean, those that don't know who you are, Mm -hmm. I would love for everybody to hear about you and your journey and what led you into this career of being a designer full time and honestly just like sharing your magic in such a brilliant and expansive way. Yeah. So, wow. Thank you so much. That was so kind. (laughs) But, um, wait till the intro, which I have not recorded yet. (laughs) No, I love it. So yeah, I mean, I went to school for visual communications was the name of it. Um, and I didn't really know that's what I wanted to do until I got there, like classic college student who's like, what is going on? But so studied design throughout college. So had every intention of doing that after school was over. I loved it. Where was it? I went to school in Missouri and I'm from the Chicago area. So Midwest gal all around. I was actually supposed (laughs) to play soccer in college. So that's why I ended up where I did. It was so funny because like soccer was truly my whole life and then I played music on the side. Art was such a um, like third layer, like something I didn't really do that much, you know, until college. Wait, I see that. I see soccer in your life. That is insane. You do seem like a soccer player. That's that, so funny. You know, from my school or something. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. But wait, what music did you play? So I play the piano oh and I gosh, sing. Oh. So And I still do that um, and really have been actually diving back into yes. that. Um, so that's kind of – it's so funny because I feel like music and art have like switched places because now art is such a prominent thing in my life and music – you know, it's still there, but it's more like my hobby. So it's funny to kind of see those reverse roles. For now. Yeah, for now. We'll see. But um, so I already yeah. had like 500 ideas pop in my mind for you. As I love you said that. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So from the Midwest, went to school in Missouri to play soccer. And I had actually torn my ACL like a thousand times. And so it was funny because when I got to school, supposed to play soccer, it just didn't work out. I had torn my ACL right before our like preseason or whatever. And so, you know what? I just decided, okay, like this has been my whole life, like every day, all day, all the time, every weekend, um, you know, since I was in middle school. And so I'm going to take this as a fork in the road and I'm going to choose to do something else because it was just kind of exhausting at that point to keep going into surgery, keep recovering, keep playing this really like high intensity sport. Like, and it was kind of really tough on my mind. And so 
Um, it was, it was kind of then that I decided to dive back into art and music and, um, yeah, just like a little bit more intensely. And so, yeah, I went to school, I loved design. And then after school was over, you know, obviously went looking for jobs and was kind of looking in California, back in Chicago, Seattle, because I feel like I have, I love the city, but I also love nature. So kind of trying to find something that has both, maybe not Chicago, but you know, um, and so it was funny because there was this place in Colorado in Vail that just like totally resonated. Their work was awesome. And I kind of got in contact with them and things worked out and they were like, we want to hire you, da, da, da. So I moved out to Vail. So beautiful too. Yeah. But so not what I would have expected at all for myself. Small. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) Everybody's like, Vail. (laughs) You know, everybody after school is like, okay, I'm going to like New York. They're like, hey, I'm going to Chicago or, you know, I'm going back to St. Louis being in Missouri. And I was like, I'm going to Vail, Colorado. People are like, okay, what? Yeah. And I loved it. I worked at a design agency out there for two and a half, three-ish years. And Meanwhile, working at like a bookstore, I was working for, um, I was apprenticing for a woman named Annalise who owns Annalise Salvo Design Co., which is, um, at the time was based out of Santa Barbara. So I was working for her and I was freelancing. Wow. So I was in that space of just like doing a thousand things. Yeah. <laughs> you did not have any time. No. And that's just what I was used to though. I was like so used to filling my time. I'm such a, like, I want to learn more. Like, I need to be doing everything to feel worthy a little bit. Like, now I can see that. But, um, and so, and just learning a ton about branding, about web design, da-da-da. And that was so exciting to me, especially as, like, a design student, because the design field is pretty competitive at this point. So, um, yeah. And then there was just like a day where I realized how tired I was. Obviously I was getting up so early to like finish my freelance work and then go to my agency job. And then I leave my agency job to go to my bookstore job and then get home and do my apprenticing. And then, you know, it was just this crazy kind of cycle. And I had, um, a friend or two out there, um, one girl's name is Britt Felton. I'm calling her out. She's also an amazing illustrator in this space and so and she really kind of introduced some of the more metaphysical concepts to me and we would talk astrology and like crystals and blah 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 which is all very new to me um being from the midwest and you know i went to non-denominational christian church like all of that stuff was so new and so she kind of like was like my like look at all this shiny awesome stuff and i was so into it and (laughs) That's when the design journey or illustration journey or art journey or whatever that people see on Instagram, like that's where that started. And, you know, I was kind of like living alone-ish in the mountains. I had roommates here and there, but I didn't have like a ton of friends. It wasn't a bustling city. So it was a really like quiet time of life for me, even though it was busy. It was me really like learning and kind of absorbing a lot of new things. And so, 
um, that's, yeah, I started to really dive into just like all things, the metaphysical world or self-reflection world or whatever you want to call it. And illustration was my way to kind of process what I was learning honestly through like the captions on Instagram. Like, yes, I was illustrating, but I like loved to write in the captions, like thoughts that I was having and see what other people thought. And that's kind of where, again, what people see on my current Instagram, like that's where that journey started. And I still do, you know, traditional graphic design work, like branding and um, web design and all that jazz. But that's where the illustration of the things people see kind of came to fruition. The goddessy, metaphysical. Yeah. Not only illustrations, (laughs) but your writings as well are absolutely phenomenal and just moving and relatable in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's, they both go so hand in hand and that's what's funny is I'm like, yeah, like the illustrations help me process, but it's almost like I make them so I can write something so I can hear how other people think about it. So it's like a big component, even though I'm not really a writer, it's more just my way to connect with community. You are. Mm-hmm. Everyone is. Everybody you is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like everybody's an artist. Everybody's creative. So yeah. And everybody does have the ability to go write something down yeah. that speaks from their heart. But you also have done it probably because you've done it for a while now where mm-hmm. It's poetic and people can be very captivated by what you write because I feel like I can relate in so many ways. I think that's why we connected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This girl gets it. (laughs) I get you. (laughs) My sister. Yeah. Well, and also you're one of my favorite. I mean, I'm obsessed with illustrations. Um, I'm obsessed, especially metaphysical illustrations. It's so fun. Yeah. I can go just down this wormhole of different kinds of not just spiritual illustrations though that is what I usually post because you know it's what I know people that view my stories resonate with it's on brand yeah yeah but it is it is is. but man there's so many other types of illustrations as well that just like completely you should yeah my I have a print inspiration board or you know like an illustration inspiration board and it is so scattered but I love that. I mean, some illustrators, I'm just like, what? It just takes you to such a moment in time, which I love about illustration. I just love it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see the lighting and like the coloring. And I'm just, it's like reading a book. You're just transported to another world. Exactly. I do the wormhole thinking. (laughs) I do that as well. It's almost like you get to create a story for whatever yeah. it's like a picture book seeing a lot of picture books but with that being said the fact that I see so many illustrations you truly and I'm not just saying this because you're one of my friends and mm-hmm. I share your work and stuff I genuinely mm-hmm. you're one of my favorite illustrators because there's something about what you do that I just feel like again this picture book I can jump right in and almost be that girl or see that girl as a friend or goddess or whatever you're posting yeah um, I'll be like I just I feel it I relate to it you know that's the goal and I think it's also because you're writing with mm-hmm. it too yeah that's totally the goal of kind of what I'm doing is I want and especially women but anyone really to see it and be like oh that's me I love when people buy my prints and they're like, oh my gosh, that feels like me. Because it feels like this inner, like our inner goddess or whatever. So that's why I make like the girl that looks like a warrior or 
you know, the girl who's calmly sitting in nature or whatever. I just want to place people in a moment in time that they can look at and be reminded of a feeling. And so I love that that's what you said. Oh, absolutely. The one that I just feel when I see her, I feel when I envision or I have those, it's a kind of meditation where you envision your highest goddess self if you want to say highest or just another version of your goddess self. And my shock, that shocked one that I've used on my playlist and I've just posted Mm -hmm. a million times, that is exactly who I see when I close my eyes and I see her, me. I see her and I'm like, whoa, this is insane. I love that. That's like... (laughs) That is what I want my art to feel like because that's why I make it for myself. Um, And I have my certain prints that I totally resonate with. I'm like, yep, that's my girl. Yes. (laughs) Which, you know, I don't feel that way about every single print, but there's certain ones that, you know, that's just how I envision my inner goddess or whatever. And so it's cool to see it and have that little reminder, visual reminder. Yeah, it really is. And Mm -hmm. sometimes with some of my friends as well where – it actually does generate this yes. feeling of a nostalgic feeling within me. For example, the one uh-huh. of the girl I'm just looking at scrolling through right now, um, mm-hmm. looking at the pictures that I posted for the story. And one, uh-huh. it's a girl in a water, a girl with long hair in the water with the moon above her, holding her heart. And it just, it reminds me of Allie and oh, the Thames in Hawaii. That. It looks so much like her to I'm me. Like, and I need to like look. <laughs> yeah, and she's in a white bathing suit, and it just literally brings oh. me back to that time. And it yes. that's a big part of when your uh, magic began. Oh, so it's I like a that. super beautiful, nostalgic picture that just mm-hmm. really gives off me this a very profound, beautiful feeling. So, yeah, your work really does. That. Yeah, right. That's the goal. <laughs> I love hearing that <laughs> so much. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I needed 
is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. How do these goddesses come about? Yeah, so sometimes it is through... My meditations, I just kind of will see a pose or something like that that I think is cool. Um, Yeah, sometimes it is kind of like an Instagram thing where, you know, you see so much of it. I do think it's kind of just like absorbing all those images and then they kind of come to life. But I do look at, you know, figures are hard to draw. So it's taken a long time to get to this point. But Honestly, I'm like, this might ruin it, but I look at iStock <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll just look at pictures of women. So it's like very fresh in my brain what they really look like, you know, what the female figure. Look- yeah, it's almost just like I have to look at a bunch, um, whether it's on Pinterest, on Instagram, on freaking iStock, on Google Images, people in my life, whatever. There's nothing wrong with the iStock. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot on iStock. <laughs> and so it is just nice because sometimes it's hard. You know, I've actually always envisioned just like I need to do a photo shoot where I just take a ton of pictures of women in goddess poses because... I would love to do that one day, but you know, if you're looking for a certain mudra or something like that, you know, you need a reference image or I still need a reference image. I'm trying to get to the point where I can just draw without in full. Um, but yeah. And then the rest of it really is something that comes through when it, you know, meditation or sometimes just throughout the day when I go on, I go on a lot of walks as well it's almost like another type of meditation for me going on walks and just listening to music and so you know sometimes I just they just come to me it's like a visualization thing and so and that's normally what's happening around the girl whatever it is is she in a kind of like a warrior stance and if so like what's around her and you know sometimes I see mushrooms I'm like that would be cool or whatever so really just depends on the drawing and the day but that's kind of how they start to come to life. That is so beautiful. And you also are super lucky that when you walk around, not only in nature because you are in Colorado, but also the area you are, the arts district, you're surrounded by mm. creativity. Mm-hmm. That creative energy is everywhere. And the creativity is all it over is. the place. So many different dynamics of creativity, but you are surrounded in the center of it. So you are infusing your soul with this energy and that it just fuels your creativity even more which is such a beautiful thing because environment is everything it's huge it's one of it's huge huge. yeah i've i've noticed yeah Yeah. but yeah it's really great to be in this space with all these people there's so many creative people around me so yeah yeah, it when you're in the rut you're always like how am I in a rut oh (laughs) my gosh there's so much cool stuff around me but it definitely helps well the thing is ruts I think are such a 
beautiful part of the creative process. Like rest days with working out, you almost kind of need it. Yeah. For some reason, I think our mind, our creativity just needs a little bit of that silent space. Mm-hmm. Rewinding back to one thing you said, you don't think that, or you need some sort of, um, what, what was Reference image? You said, Reference, yes. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, when you said that, I had one of those thought whispers that yeah. was like, oh, if she only knew. I genuinely think if you were to just challenge yourself when you have a little bit more time, maybe 30 minutes next week or something to just, you know, create without any reference image, I know it would be way more profound and just actually easy and effortless than than you give yourself credit for. Yes, definitely. (laughs) No, and I have before and that's still one of my, actually the one I just posted, no reference image for that. And... That was awesome because I was like, okay, (laughs) but it's, I think it's, you know, I try to be as real and transparent as possible. And, you know, I went to school where I took illustration classes and it's, I took figure drawing classes and I think it's fair. And I want other, especially like younger artists to know that, you know, if you're not making this stuff out of your mind right away, like, that's okay. Like, look at something and then adjust it. Like, nothing I ever make is is fully what my reference looks like. It's more so so I can look at something and see the body shape and draw from there. And that's how I've gotten to the point now where I can likely start to make stuff like I did, you know, in my most recent that's post. That's beautiful. Where I'm like, okay, like, let's take the training wheels off the bike. <laughs> Oh, you're it's so beyond. Even, the, now, even when but, you use reference, you're so beyond the training wheels. Yeah, but, but yeah, and it's <laughs> but it's exciting to start to step into that space, and it's scary because you're like, okay, I don't, and it takes longer. It definitely takes longer, but it's funny that you just said that because I really have yeah. been afraid to do it, <laughs> and but it's time. It's time, and. Again, now that I'm meditating more too, I'm able to see these images a little bit clearer than before. So I think that's helping as well, where I can see these women a lot clearer in my mind. And so that's my reference image <laughs> instead of the internet. But I do think it's important to take those, take those baby steps, learning how to figure draw, taking a class online if you can't take one in school and just starting there and then using these reference images and then getting to this kind of point where you don't need them anymore so because that's where the meditation and drawing is for me and it's funny because I when it comes to plants and stuff like that I don't need a reference image like those are so (laughs) meditative and so fun to draw yeah but yeah people can be kind of tough so um it's been cool though to watch the the journey of kind of even just before when I wasn't even drawing women. I was just drawing like plants. So it's yeah. an evolution. Exactly. Did you used to use reference images for the plants? I think so. Yeah. I'm sure it's some, yes, I would say yes. Um, and yeah. you know, See, your raw vulnerability and honesty for this entire process and just what you're going through and being able to hear this mm-hmm. and hear your evolution for people to know where you're at as mm-hmm. well. I mean, do you know how not only motivational, but also just relatable yeah. that is for those that feel like they don't feel 
like their creative self because they have to have this reference. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's honest and, you know, even in, I mean, I went to school for this. I know plenty of other people who went to school for this. Yes. We're learning how to figure draw or, you know, look at an object and draw it on our, you know, sheet of paper with an HB pencil, but also at the same time, they're, we're all using some type of reference. No one's just drawing from scratch as a freshman in college. Or maybe you are. There are those people who are just so incredibly like gifted and talented. But I like to be honest because I think it's something that's, you know, can scare people away. It's debilitating to not think you can. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. There's so much fear around doing it that then no one does it and you know I've had that experience with music before where I'm like oh well I'm not good at it or oh I don't know how to improvise or oh I'm not a jazz pianist so I can't do it and it's like whatever just (laughs) you know if I want to look at sheet music from high school so I can play the piano that's what I'm doing you know just do it how you need to do it with a little disclaimer of you know (laughs) don't copy people's art or you know copy someone's stuff or whatever and post it but like if you're tra- if you're practicing like do what you need to do to practice and yeah try to be open about that because i i learned that in school and it's it's something that's helped my my journey and yeah so back to the red mm-hmm. how did you get out of that Whew. I don't even think I realized I was in one, you know, (laughs) just because I do design work full time. So I have plenty of clients that rely on me every day. So I'm still creating every day. And so you don't really think, oh, I'm in a rut because you're still creating, but it wasn't feeling soulful and I wasn't creating illustrations. So what's always kind of I'm trying to kind of bridge this gap this year, but I have the illustration work that people see under Becca underscore rights on Instagram. And then I have my design business, which I don't, I don't share as much of that work on my Instagram. I have a separate one and yeah, I just, I wasn't posting many illustrations. I wasn't really feeling spiritually connected. So, you know, a disconnect there meant a disconnect from my illustrative work just because that's my visual journal for what I'm learning on a spiritual, emotional level. And so, yeah, I mean, getting out of the rut was really, it's kind of boring, but truly taking care of myself and allowing myself the space to just be in the rut. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, yes, I, I love connecting with people on Instagram, but I don't do it just to like do it. I do it because I have something to share, something juicy I want to like know about or something I've discovered that I want to talk to people about. And so if that's not happening, like I'm not posting and that's okay. And it can feel kind of weird, but it was really just knowing, okay, I'm in a rut, but I'm still working and I'm still surviving and that's enough right now. And so when the new year started, um, I moved into a new house. I was in LA. I kind of had, yeah, there was just a lot of like life stuff. And it's like the stuff people don't see on the gram where, you know, I'm, I'm busy with client work and I'm not just sitting in a beautiful place drawing all day. Like 
I, you know, I have clients with needs that I take care of. I have websites to design, logos to design. I have, you know, my body to take care of, friends to talk to. And I think it's funny because my creativity is fueled by the conversations I have with friends, the stuff I read in books. And if I don't have time to do those things, then yeah, I'm just, I just let myself fall into the creative rut so I could make space to go try new things and give myself some time to breathe so I could get back to making stuff. So yeah, I mean, kind of simple, but just the real, real. (laughs) I wouldn't, say that sounds simple because you <laughs> really do have so much going on and it, your different clients I'm sure have different ideas of what they want for their companies so in a sense you have to think of all these different genres of your mm-hmm. art in a sense yeah. that sounds like a challenge in and of itself so the fact that for you sure. always come back to yourself and you found a way that's so powerful and it just shows mm-hmm. how much power and also um, self-dedication you have and that's extremely inspirational but Mm -hmm. to know that no matter where someone seems like they're at we all go through a hard time yeah right exactly and it's just the stuff no one sees you're not like hey instagram i'm so stressed out moving into my house right now because the movers didn't show up like you know what i mean no one sees that or you know i'm in the terminal and i'm in the totally wrong terminal (laughs) now i have to run to this you know what i mean like those like small little life things that add up absolutely and I think honestly that's why I was like okay I gotta meditate like I gotta do something like (laughs) this stuff is gonna always be a thing we're always gonna be in you know air quotations busy um and I'm really trying to eliminate that word from my vocabulary because you know what like it is funny because it's like yeah we're gonna be busier than other times but I I used to hate the I felt like this manifested itself in college more than any other time of my life but it was like who's busiest who can be busiest Mm. and you almost have to tell someone hey I'm busy to seem like you're doing something or like, how are things? Oh, they're busy. And I really make a point to not say things that other people say all the time, even if I'm kind of feeling it. Like, oh, I'm busy. Or, oh, this year flew by. Or, oh, you know, this season's just hard. Unless I'm 100% feeling that way, I don't say it. Because I think they're kind of like filler things that humans... Oh, absolutely. Just, like that social script. Yeah, oh, my that's gosh. a great way to put it (laughs) that social script that small talk yeah but but I mean it could you're right be true but it also Mm kind of sounds like a cop-out sometimes yes it's something I'm like very focused on so yeah we'll chat about that (laughs) well we'll chat about that okay so questions um there were many great ones that I shared so many good ones right your people so good. The listeners, they just, they get they it. Do. They do. get it. But also, so many are extremely creative. Oh, yeah. Extremely. 
extremely creative people. So cool. It's insane. So seriously, when I posted you, I just knew so many people would be asking questions because when it comes to creativity, I love that we're in a day and age where it is extremely celebrated. Yes. When I was a child, this is coming up and I don't know why, but when Mm -hmm. I was a child, my dad, except for acting, you know, I was a creative child. I just wanted to do all the creative things I wanted to draw. I wanted to write little storybooks all the time, which I did. I even wrote Cute. little scripts and I sang and danced. Oh, in the bed. You know, I, was just I love like, it. I, I couldn't deal with going to school. I fake sick all the time so I can go home and draw. Yeah. But oh. then my dad told me, because he was born in 1944. Yes. Um, he was like, if you mm-hmm. go into art, you're going to be a starving artist because that's just not a job for everyone. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids mm-hmm. that are born today with parents that are just witnessing the evolution of art being extremely celebrated. I'm so happy about that. I am too. It's yeah. really cool to see, even just over the like period of time that I've been illustrating, which I would say since whatever, 2016. To, yeah, I would say that's when I kind of really dove in. And even just to see how it's evolved over the, wow, four years. Um is so cool and so refreshing. You're just like, oh, good. Good. And I think everybody's encouraging people to do it. It's like, just do it. Just try it. Just have fun with it. Even if you want to be a doctor, still just try something creative as well. Mm -hmm. Just to fuel that part of your soul. I do think every soul wants to just express itself in some way. Yes. And whether that be illustration or writing or just something in the way, the best form of expression is not to go grab a calculator and calculate your finances. It's through art. Yeah. In some way, (laughs) shape or form. I'm like, for me, my dancing, music, like that, I mean, art obviously is a way I express myself, but truly like if I like listen to my soul when I'm like dancing or singing, or just, like, listening to a beautiful song, I feel chills down my spine. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is it. (laughs) Like, this is it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a dancer, (laughs) you know, or whatever. But I go out and do it because it just feels so fun. It feels fun. It feels playful. So if drawing feels playful or playing music feels playful or writing or whatever, like, oh, we should all be doing something yeah. like that here and there. Get it out. Talk about medicine. Talk yeah. about medicine. Yeah. There you go. That's oh, the yeah. doctor's medicine is to get creative gloves on. Some of these questions you already answered in a sense while we were talking about spill. So some of them, it doesn't hurt to reiterate. Okay. For example, this very first one, you've definitely answered. But if you want, you can like just reiterate what you said really fast. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. Meg Dawn, how did you learn how to create your art? So, school. I took an illustration class. I was horrible at it, mind you. Um, like, truly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was tough. And I took drawing classes in, in college, and then I didn't touch it for a long time. And I will say I am a digital illustrator. I, it's so funny to me because it just clicks more and it always has even since I was young I just liked computers I am gonna throw this in here because I love sharing this fact because I do think it's why I've been led down the path of digital illustration but I loved computers and like figuring things out I thought I was gonna be 
a web developer or in like tech or something like that. Like it was either that or art when I got to school. And I was like, oh, graphic design is cool because it combines the two. And that's how I ended up in graphic design. But, you know, I'm 26 years old. So when I was in school, we were working with, um, they're called Wacom tablets. So um, kind of like an iPad, but it hooks up to your computer. And so we were doing that in illustration class and I was good at that. I was like, okay, I got this because it just, I don't know, it just clicked more. And so, um, yeah. And once, you know, once the iPad came out with Procreate and all that stuff, I was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get Procreate so bad. Yeah. It's wonderful. And so that is, and I know this is definitely another question, but that's like my medium. And so when I was able to realize like, okay, I can still be an, I can be a digital illustrator. I think there is a little bit of a, I felt weird about it. Like, oh, I'm not a inherent art artist or inherently talented if I can't draw it on a piece of paper, but it just, and I can draw on paper. It's just not as, I don't love it as much. And so, um, yeah, when I finally like let those walls down and like that, I don't know. It was kind of like a weird shaming around it where I don't know why, where I felt weird that I couldn't like draw on a piece of paper, but it like weirdly frustrated me. And once I was like, okay, I I do have a screen and I'm not afraid to say that that's, that works a little bit better for me, made my life so much easier and I had so much more fun with it. So I love that. I mean, it lit you up and it happened for a reason indeed. So no need Mm -hmm. to feel ashamed if, you know, you can only draw stick figures on paper. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, I'm like, it's just weird. It's like so funny to me because I'm like, why can I literally draw the same exact thing on an iPad and it looks (laughs) totally fine on an iPad? I mean, it's easier to like erase and all that jazz, but like truly first go at it, it just, I don't know. It works Uh, better for me. You just liberated so many people. Yeah, I'm like, guys, (laughs) it's okay. Computers are okay. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, so this is from Lauren Hendrick. Okay. And she asked, what has inspired the art she has created? I love her vibe. I also love that you can see a piece done by her and know exactly who did it without even needing to see her name. That's true. You have a look. So that's so (laughs) awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) Because I don't feel like that. But, you know, it's cool that other people feel that way so oh absolutely you have a look that whenever you're browsing Instagram and um I'll see people other people's name on something that you clearly did but then I look and like they usually like credit you you know but yeah 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 not not like they stole your I would obviously send that (laughs) over to you we could do a whole podcast on plagiarism I can't go there (laughs) I can't go there right now (laughs) but yes yes Um, how to deal with perfectionism and art, Caitlin O. Okay. Whew. That's a hard one. I'm a Virgo, so, you know, perfectionism Mm -hmm. is definitely up there for me. Absolutely. But honestly, my process, it's so funny, and I think it's just like this because of how I started, but I work at night. Like, I will think of something, and I won't start it until 8 at night, not because I want to start it at that time. That's just kind of what my life allows for. And I end by, you know, I got to go to bed and I do try to prioritize sleep. So I'll start at like eight and end at, you know, 11, 12, and then I'll wake up and I'll finish 
whatever it was and make my post. Like I do that pretty much every single time. And I think it's nice because it almost is so like regimented that it allows me. Yeah. It just, because I do it like that, there is no room for perfectionism. It's like, okay, this is what it is. And if I don't like it, I won't post it. Um, if it's like really that bad, but for the most part, it's like, okay, here's my, here's my drawing. Here's my words to accompany it. It's going out. So, oh, um, that makes it even better. Yeah. It just cuts me off because otherwise you'll sit there and fix it and fix it and fix it. Oh yeah. I think that too over edited, honestly, mm-hmm. you just missed so much of the magic that just came with the first draft. Yeah. And honestly, I think a lot of my design work and you know, the things I discover in design is that less is more, but sometimes you have to add more to figure out what the less looks like. <laughs> but um, if that makes any sense. But so, yeah, I'll play with it. And then, you know, sometimes it just gets to the point where it's like, okay, you know what? This is done. And or, okay, I need to go to bed. So this is definitely <laughs> done. Um, and that's that. So and then just, yeah, it allows me to get it out. So that's how I kind of handle my perfectionism because I am a perfectionist. Well, so. um, that yep. is a big, big, big thing for a lot of people. <laughs> I too am. So. It is. Thank you for that. Yeah. What, um, what's something creative that you can do for yourself when it comes to your self-love journey from Brendan Page? Self-love journey. Oh, okay. I love to experiment. And so for me, self-love, like it's fun for me to try something new. And so whether it's, and I love you know, like a float tank or a past life regression or going and getting a reading. Like I love that stuff just because I find it so interesting and sometimes it doesn't resonate. And sometimes it's something I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing this once a month. Um, and, or it's a facial or it's whatever, like it's trying something or going to Himalayan salt cave or whatever. And I love like that realm of stuff. So that's where I live. Um, but you know, I think for other people, it's kind of whatever you want to do or going and dancing and going to a concert or whatever. It's just kind of like getting my curiosity feelers out there and trying something new. If someone's like, oh, there's this event going on. It's a cacao ceremony and I've never been to one. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. You're game. I see like you're always down for so much. Dude, I'm like always down. <laughs> I'm like if anybody has any cool stuff that, uh, you know, you've tried and you like and is fun and is cool, let me know. That because, is awesome. yeah. I love that about you, by the way. Um, isn't yeah. that novelty really is the thing to also get people out of a rut, back to the rut thing. Yes. But yeah, just to spark yeah. that creativity and the self-love because you would get to explore more yeah. of yourself within these other different avenues you explore. Exactly. This is from Brenna V. Gallo or Gallo. Okay. Because it's the two L's. So I don't know if it's Gallo or Gallo. Got but it. Do you have any rituals you do to get to create a piece? If so, what? So meditation is definitely a big one. And then um, I do drink cacao sometimes just to like open up my heart space and make it a little easier for like energy to flow in and out. And so I do that and I love doing cards, reading cards, tarot cards, whatever. So just because I think it's cool because it feels like you're getting a message from the universe and no, not every single message should be like totally taken to heart, but it's fun for me. It's like fun and it can be fun. And so 
I would say those are like the biggest three things I kind of do. And I get cozy and just let it let it happen from there. Beautiful. So. I love all of that. So and by the way, tarot cards mm-hmm. are one of my big inspirations where they just spark a poem or something, which is crazy. Actually, most of my poems have stemmed from like a message I received from a tarot card, to oh, be honest. I love so it. So I love yeah. that. I want to infuse cacao now more into yeah. individuals. I do it like maybe once or twice a week and yeah. Sometimes more, sometimes less, but I just really love it. I love Mm -hmm. that. And it's fun. Okay, this one is from my girl Larissa, and her Instagram is uh, Leaf Eater Larissa. And she writes, how do you maintain a regular practice? I find it hard to maintain balance in my art. I mean, I hear (laughs) (laughs) you. I I don't think there is such thing as balance and – I mean, as you've heard through the podcast, for me, it isn't really fully consistent. I mean, sometimes I wait two weeks to make a new piece and it can feel like you're waiting too long, but for me, it's more about creating authentic work. But I will say I am practicing my craft every day. So even if people don't see what I'm doing, I'm doing something. So, you know, whether it's just designing a quick card or, you know, designing a quick little illustration or just typesetting a quote and making it pretty, like, you know, it's easy for me because I have clients who need those things. So I'm forced to be creative every day, but I, I do think it's important to practice your craft every day, but you don't have to like share it or it doesn't have to be the most perfect thing in the world. Um, so, um, that's kind of how I maintain the balance because there's still I'm still doing it and it's not getting lost because you know Absolutely. you can you can drift off but I I think it's like anything like I stopped playing piano and then it was really hard to pick it back up six mm-hmm. months later I was like oh my gosh I'm rusty so you know <laughs> just kind of like practicing it I'm rusty it's <laughs> so important to just do whatever it is every single day and make that a habit uh, because yeah. the thing is, is also what you do that no one sees is really where the magic happens. And I can't emphasize that enough. We can talk about this because this is the listeners of Your Magic. And also I know Larissa is aware of this concept, but what you do when no one's looking really does have the greatest impact on your frequency it does where you vibrate at exactly because then you feel like okay well I'm still creating like I'm still a creator I'm still whatever yeah I'm still me I'm still like I don't know I don't know how to articulate it a lot of people feel obligated to share because that is our Mm -hmm. world these days it's like all right share 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 but there's so much magic as well as doing it for your soul and just knowing that it will end up unfolding in some way where other people can see it if you want them to see it, but also to question why does everybody have to see certain mm-hmm. things, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. People don't see half the stuff I have and like, yeah. that's okay for me. I'm that's like, that's, okay. that's powerful, I think. They see a good amount, so... So I love that. All right. This is from ZD Hubbard who asks... I am going to college to be an art teacher. That's cute. What do you think is the best way to inspire others? The best way to inspire others. I think it's a cheesy thing, but it truly is just to be authentically yourself and to 
express yourself in the most authentic way you know possible so that other people feel comfortable doing the same. Yeah, I feel like that's something that's reiterated to me a lot, but I feel very strongly about that. Um, So, and I think it's cool because then it allows you to deep dive into what does make you you and what does make you your most authentic self. It challenges you to kind of dive into that. And once you're in it, it's, it's hard to kind of step out of it. So this is such a great segue question then. So L Gilly asks how to stay authentic to your voice when creating for clients. Um, yeah, I think, you know, in all honesty, starting out, you kind of, at least as a traditional graphic designer, I didn't have that luxury, but, and I don't think many people do, but at the same time, that's an exploration phase where people are like, okay, this is what I want. And you say, okay, I will make that for you. No, maybe it's not authentic to your real self, but in those early phases, you're learning about what you like to make versus what you don't like to make, or maybe what client or industry you kind of want to focus your attention on. So for me, the wellness space really resonated, but I wouldn't have known that had I not worked with people in real estate or, um, you know, in videography or in the cannabis industry or whatever it is, I kind of had to experience that to realize, okay, this is what I like. And now that I'm in that space and whatever, I feel like people come to me for what I offer and I'm pretty strong now in what I offer and sticking to it. And that's a hard thing because that is a boundary where you're like, okay, this client doesn't fully align but it's money. And there was like that phase for me. And it's like, okay, but it doesn't align. And you kind of, you, it, it's a process. So you just start to learn what, you know, that authenticity feels like and what does feel aligned and it takes time to get there. And then once you're there, you kind of won't compromise it. So it's kind of just this natural flow of, okay, like I want to work with clients who want to work with me and my authentic self and so that's so powerful and I'm sure that you just end up attracting that because there is so much power in saying no where of course the universe is gonna flow to you those that are again aligned with the frequency that you want to generate out there and share out there and there's so many different beautiful ones but you're going to attract those that are more aligned with you and just to trust that yeah and to you know be patient Yeah, I think that's something, you know, it is a little hard being in the wellness space. I see us all talking about the flow and this (laughs) and that and attract. Yes, that's all so true. But there is so much before that (laughs) that had to take place. A lot of pushing, a lot of not really understanding, a lot of like saying yes when you mean no to understand what it feels like to say yes when you can say yeah, you know. So you kind of have to have that contrast a little bit and have that journey before you just get there and you're like, oh, now I have all these awesome clients. Like you you got to 
there's mud to walk through before, uh, and that's okay. Absolutely. That is one huge thing for everybody to take note. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's so much power in the mud. Oh. So this one, speaking of clients, I thought was a good one. How do you find your clients? This is a great one for artists. Okay. This is from Alex Changes the World. Cool. Great handle. <laughs> All uh, right. How fun. Yeah. So again, quite the journey, but I would say – you know, the first couple is, you know, I had friends who I worked for and then they see your portfolio site. And, you know, I did work in an agency for a while. So I built up my portfolio with stuff from my agency. But so I would say for me, finding clients is more something I do in person. You know, I find someone who has an amazing plant shop in Denver and we get to chatting. They realize I do branding or I'm an illustrator and they're like, wow, cool. Let's talk about working together. Or, you know, I do grab coffees with people that I find interesting or that I think I collaborate with or whatever. At this point in time and at this point in my career, I'm not really seeking out clients. Like clients are finding me and that's just, I think, kind of what happens over time. And there are some clients I would love to snag at some point and I'm still, you know, it's just making sure that I feel a lot, you know, it, it is making sure I feel good about where I'm at with my business and I feel good about where I am at with my career and feeling aligned on what I'm doing. So I can make sure that whoever I'm going out and chasing, like it doesn't feel like a chase. It feels like, Hey, this is my work. Does this resonate with you? And they're like, yep. And that's great. But, um, yeah, right now I would say more of the work is, is people finding me, but again, quite, quite the evolution. (laughs) It wasn't always like that. So, but a lot of word of mouth, a lot of like getting out there and getting in your community and talking to people who aren't potential clients, just like other fellow creatives or whatever, and just kind of getting ingrained in whatever space you're at. And so, and just asking questions and continuing to be curious and it all will flow. So accordingly. I love that. And (laughs) well, yeah, that's a roundabout way to say it, but I think that that is going to be so helpful for everybody to know that, that really do want to like go seek the clients to know that basically just getting started is quote unquote seems to be the hardest part, but eventually it does end up just flowing. You don't have to try so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Mm. It's all about time. Um, This is from Katie, the moon child. And I'll just ask two more questions. Hers is, how do you overcome loving an art form, but never doing it because you feel like you're bad at it? For example, I love to paint and draw, but I get frustrated and don't do it often because I'm not a talented artist in those mediums. I think this is so powerful because of your journey when you were starting illustration, just to like quickly reiterate something because a Mm -hmm. lot of people go through this. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, (laughs) I don't know, learning how to not be so hard on yourself. And if you really want to do it, you got to do it. Um, Because I have that with music a little bit. I kind of fell off the train with music and tried to get back on it and felt like, oh, I'm not like good at this anymore. I should probably just not. Um, And this year I was like, no, I'm actually going to do it. I'm actually going to practice or I'm actually just going to 
for fun, do this for myself. And it's, you know, 90% of the time, I don't know what's going on, but it's, yeah, if you want to paint, if you want to draw, if you want to dance, if you want to whatever, like you have to want to do it for yourself and yeah, kind of just shrug off the perfection. And the more you shrug off the perfection, like the lighter you feel. And so you kind of got to shed those layers, which takes time. Um, but I encourage people to just go for it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like the more you do it, the better it gets. It's like anything, riding a bike, playing soccer, playing piano. Like the more you do it, the better it feels. Um, there's so many things I do that I am not good at. And I really struggled with that. <laughs> like I have a, I'm very competitive with my own self, but it's good for me to kind of do it. Cause I'm like, okay, you know what? Not everybody is good at everything all the time. So, um, <laughs> you know, like that's not realistic at all. So yeah. And have fun. Be playful. Perfectionism, I think, is a lot of people's just biggest block or this idea that they need to be – it needs to be, well, perfect, but also not being able to open up to that playful side. I think that that is the creator's greatest block mm-hmm. right there, quote-unquote block. And mm-hmm. I think that actually answers, in a sense, um, RLS's question on advice for someone who is artsy but doesn't know where to start or how to express. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've touched on it a couple of times since talking, but yeah. it's just doing it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that feels like a lame answer. Like sometimes it feels even lame to tell myself to just like go do it. But, you know, our our thoughts are so powerful and our like if and the way we say things is powerful and if you want to play piano or if you want to draw or if you want to be an artist, like do it. You have to do it and then it will become your reality. Like if you're too afraid to do it, then it makes it harder. Like it just adds to the blockage. So just start and keep keep going. I mean, it is really a practice in resilience. And but once you kind of get, you know, a weekend after drawing every day or a weekend after playing piano every day, you can visibly see a difference in your like, oh, look at me. <laughs> So if it's like, okay, I got to set time aside to do this every single day or whatever it is, just try. I mean, try to do it for a week. Dedicate yourself to doing something for a week and see how you feel. Um, yeah. Because it is work. That, yeah. You know, I don't want to sugarcoat it because, you know, sometimes I play the piano. I'm like, wow, that was really frustrating, really horrible, but I showed up and I did it. That's what matters. And then the next day I go, like, oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, depends on the day. Like, yeah, give yourself some some forgiveness. Ugh, Becca, this has been so helpful. Right. I mean, honestly, <laughs> for creators that just, A, I, they might feel like they're in a rut or yeah. they don't feel confident in their art mm-hmm. or for the creator that just feels overwhelmed all the time and just all the different um, experiences that pretty much all creators go through. I feel like we yes. touched upon yes. in this episode because you just like mm-hmm. revealed your soul and yes. human experience. Well, it's, an so thank you. it's just an ebb and flow. Like I'm in the flow right now. I wasn't for a couple of months and I experienced it with music. I experienced it with art. Yeah. I experienced it with clients. Like it's just, 
It's just being a human, man. I know. I mean, I'm not a fan of the ebbs. I'm kind of in an ebb. And, you know, it is, it's part of being human in an ebb. (laughs) So the last question, though, that I ask all the Euro Magic guests, how would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Such a good question. I am going to end with being curious about who you are. Because that is, to me, so fun. And that sparks so many things afterwards. And so, and that's where I've seen my success lies in my curiosity for my own self. Because when you're being playful and you're allowing your most authentic self to come out, and you're exploring new things like you're taking care of you and that's when the magic to do something new starts and so um that that's how I would how I advise (laughs) other people to find theirs so oh my gosh that is so true so beautiful and it's on theme with the entire pretty much the theme behind this entire podcast episode is get curious and just do it. Have fun. Just do it. Have fun. Be playful. Ah, Amazing. I want to see you again soon. I think that I'm so grateful to have you as someone that I've been able to not only just like connect with online, but also in person. And so I know so wonderful. Come (laughs) back to me or I'll come to you. Oh my gosh, Becca, you're amazing. And you are more than welcome to come on anytime. This was so lovely. I love doing this this or these or whatever, just talking to people. It like refuels you. You're like, yes. (laughs) Again, sparking more inspiration. By the way, I just want to make note of this for everybody because most people that come on the podcast, they usually come on because they have some, not, well, of course they want to share their message. That's a huge part of it, but they also do have something that, you know, they want to promote because it's a part of their business. Yet you literally just came on just to. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, and I love it because it reminds me of what I actually believe. You know, it just is reaffirming how I feel about myself and my art and my creativity and all that jazz. So. Oh, my gosh. I love you. I love you. you. This is so fun. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.